Hello, everybody. You're listening to Allegedly Bravo. I'm your host, Lauren, and this is going to be part two of my Jen Shaw sentencing series. If you guys listened to last week's episode, I sat down with Matt Durkin, who was in the courtroom with me while Jen Shaw was getting sentenced. I have the freaking chills, okay? The chills. So if you haven't listened to that episode, please stop and go listen to that one first, or you can listen to them out of order. It's it's really okay. These aren't very sequential. Um, but this episode, I'm sitting down with Leah from Classic Sky Tops Instagram, who I also have another podcast with called Can We Talk About? And we were in the courtroom together as well. We actually went to New York together for this purpose specifically. So Leah took very detailed notes and she has a fabulous timeline breakdown and brings a very interesting perspective that was different from mine, was different from Matt's, and I found super interesting. So please enjoy. He charged me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I object. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Allegedly Bravo. Court is in session. I'm here with a special guest, one of my greatest friends, Leah from my other podcast, Can We Talk About? Hello. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? Good. Are you ready to talk about Jen Shaw? I have pages upon pages of notes. I mean, recording in New York. Mm-hmm. We are down in Chelsea right now. We have been here since Thursday for the Jen Shaw. Since, I mean, the Bravo gods were just looking down on us. They were completely looking down on us, and it's just been one of the most incredible experiences Mm. if not the most incredible i listen i took a class from a supreme court justice this was so much better than that like this was so much better than that it was it doesn't seem real it doesn't seem real at all it's been two days and it's still like did that happen so what leah and i did is we woke up at the ass crack of dawn 5 30 in the morning and we were like get beat your face get your clothes on let's go we looked pro fesh to death mm-hmm. and we just hit we hit the ground running we stopped we we were on the streets before some of these coffee joints were even open yeah. i mean we did get coffee <laughs> of course we got coffee i mean i would have died without him and the NYPD was very nice, and we asked them how to get to the courthouse, and then they go, why are you here? Yeah. Um, yeah, we got to the courthouse about 7.30. About, yeah, 7.30, because we got there a lot earlier than, courthouses usually open at like 8 to 8.30. Mm-hmm. It depends on whenever their docket starts. They let people in a little bit early, like jury duty, you can get in at 8, whatever. But like us lay people, us little just people on the ground. Looky loose. Us looky loose. <laughs> By the way, did you guys know that court is open? Like you can just go watch court. So many people were asking me that. Like, how do you get into the courtroom? Just go. You. It's like they have like a TV looking thing that's like um the ones at the airport that tell you what gate you're like a monitor. Is at, like a monitor. And you can be like, oh, that case looks interesting. Oh, it's in courtroom 23B. Boom. And then you just go sit in courtroom 23B. No one will say shit. Nope. They can't. It's a public thing. But it was so funny when we were there. We were trying to figure out how to get in. And you could tell, like, the Bravo fans that were there. Oh, yeah. It was 
It was kind of funny. It was so fun. And then we were like in this little group and we're like, oh my God, are you here for this? And there was reporters that were coming in. And so we were talking to them and they were asking for statements. But did you see Jen's aunts coming in? Because I saw them. I Her whole family came in wearing oh. like morning clothes. It was, it was rough. It was rough. I feel like the first two people we saw, I wasn't too sure if it were the aunts and everything, those two women who Mm -hmm. are sitting in the waiting room with us. Yeah. It turned out to be Sharif's mom and Sharif's sister. And guys, we, all of us there, were talking about, oh, we hope she gets 10 years and this and that. And then it's like, we realized, oops, about 8.50, because we were able to get in there at 8.30 and we were front of the line. Mm -hmm. But at 8.50, uh, Jen Shaw's kids showed up, black suits, and it's like, Oh, there's Jen's family sitting there. It's it's so upsetting to then remember that these are real people. Yeah. And we were giving statements to reporters and it's just it was awful. But <laughs> it was awful. Just what Jen Shaw did, I mean, they know she's going to prison. Right, that's why they're here. But it's it would be really really hard if I were her sons and it got quiet. Mhm. Um but then um, you could like hear the humming of the lights. It mm-hmm. was so quiet in that courtroom. And then the family ended up moving to the other side. Well, of the I think hallway. that was a good choice. It was a great choice. But <laughs> I have down in my notes, family smells like hospital ants arrived at eight fifty five. Um, <sighs> yeah, it was a lot of family, a lot of black. Um, Coach Shaw showed up at approximately nine a.m. Oh, he is handsome. He is handsome. Oh, my God. Mauricio who? Mauricio who? He showed up in this gray-blue suit. Um, An NBC reporter went up and, like, wanted to ask him questions. And, obviously, Coach Shaw declined. Right. Obviously. Oh, man. You want to talk about handsome. It's interesting because on TV, like, he's cute. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, he's cute. Like, he's a good-looking guy. But he's one of those people, like, when you see him in person, he's like a presence that sort of makes you go, wow. Oh, man. Like, I I was tingling. <laughs> I was, too. I had the fanny flutters. I'm like, oh, my God, Jen, you better hop on that dick before you get sent to prison. Oh, yeah. And then some of the Bravo fans we were sitting with, um, Eli, Matt, I mean. Acacia. Acacia. It was mainly just like, oh. They bone. They bone. They bone. You can't. No. You, it's not sweet. They have some, like, very good-looking family members. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not a, it's not an ugly family. I don't know. It's just weird to see a a family that all looks pretty. You know, usually, that's just what I'm. Like, you have one or two people. There's one or two that's like, you could have brushed your hair for this. But not in this family. Everyone was, like, in beautiful like clothing like even um like there's a guy who was wearing like a tongan skirt did you oh, see yeah it? i did see him like that was fucking cool like they had some ser- then one of her nephews had on his full military mm-hmm. like dress blues like it was really her brother her brother looked yeah i mean these people took this very seriously which i think reflected for the judge a lot because yeah. especially when you look at how Jen acts, it doesn't seem like she's taking it seriously from TV. The judge was very impressed by her sons. Yeah. I mean, her, I mean, we'll get into like inside the courtroom. We 
were able to get in there about 940. Mm-hmm. Um, at 915, the sketch person arrived. We were lined up by the door and informed we would come in at 930. So then the NBC News reporter basically showed us a clip because he was the only one allowed to have his phone. Mm-hmm. None of us had our phones. None of us knew what time it was. We couldn't have our watches on. Like, it was lockdown. They took it. They took it all. You had to check in, and you were given this little token with a number. And they gave you the token based on after looking through all your shit. Like, they didn't yeah. even take your word for it. They were yeah. like, you have headphones. Mm, yeah, you couldn't have your AirPods. Yeah. Which was crazy. It was crazy. You couldn't have your Apple Watch. You couldn't have anything. So, but Jen Shop, we were all talking, like, what do you think she's going to wear? Is she going to show up in full glam? Is she going to do this? Her walking past, like, she walked past us in the hall. It wasn't like she came in through a back room. Mm -hmm. She walked right past us. And in person, stunning. Yeah. Uh, Gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were almost like, okay. Like, yeah. Then it was like, I mean, it was silent, though, because all the family walked in first. And it felt like a funeral. They all walked past us. Mm -hmm. And it was. I couldn't even look. Like, I couldn't even look at yeah. I looked at Jen, obviously. Obviously. But, yeah, I yeah. was like, no, I can't. And like, we all had notepads. Like, I'm so glad I remembered to bring a notepad. I'm so glad you remembered to bring a notepad, too, because I had to borrow some of your paper. Yeah. Well, in this way, it looked like we were actually reporters and not looky loose. Looky-loos. Um, so, at 940, her attorneys went in. At 945, the in-house media went in. The family went in at 945. Um... And then there's four, three rows, four Four. rows of family. And this is what irritated me when everyone's like, oh, she had this lavish dinner party for 20. Guys, all of her family was there. Yeah. Like all of them. And I'm sorry. She gets to take her family out for dinner. Fuck you. If she thinks, if you guys think that Jen Shaw can't feed her family because she did a bad thing, that's fucked up. And you don't know who paid for the bill. I, I'm sure Coach Shaw paid for the bill. Like you guys have to remember, like Coach Shaw also has a job that pays money. Yeah. Like, come on. You can't pun it. Like her son is in medical school. Yeah. You don't know. Maybe they were doing like a early, like celebrating him celebrating her other son so like even just celebrating their life like who they're allowed to eat like allow allow her sons to have some lasting memories yeah i don't understand why everyone's like how dare she celebrate did she get off easy (laughs) yeah i mean i thought it was gonna be a little oh in the courtroom i thought for sure i walked in thinking eight and then when we were in the court, I was like, okay, maybe she'll actually get 10. It was. Well, and then she got none of those. And I was shocked. The brother was sitting right in front of us. And guys, it was so uncomfortable. I thought we were going to sit on the opposite side of them. We sat right behind them. And you saw her parents, her in-laws. Her, her therapist. Yeah. It was, there was a couple when they said friend, I'm like, oh, that one looks like a Shaw Squad member. Yeah, like, like Marillo friend. But those are friends. Like, what are you going to say? Like, fan club? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, um, so Jen, when we got in there, Jen was sitting between Coach Shaw and the oldest son. Mm-hmm. And then her attorneys, um, some of her family kept a mask on, I noticed. Uh-huh. Which, probably to hide reaction, Coach Shaw did not... Um, it was very, very quiet in the courtroom. Um, and then it was obvious the ones that were just looky-loose. Yeah. Which, at least, 
be professional. Yeah. Um, at 9.55, approximately, Jen went back into the chambers with her lawyers. There was all this awkward tension because what can you talk about? All the families there. Right. All the families there. And it's not like, well, okay. Let's talk about this moment for a second. Okay. Because on Twitter, Ron Richards was like, Jen delays proceedings for a half hour. No. That's seriously coming from an attorney. Such the biggest load of shit, clickbait, bullcrap ever. And he should be ashamed of himself. Obviously, they were in chambers. Even the judge said, we were just in chambers discussing the motion mm-hmm. about the um, inner city press motion to unseal some of the stuff. So, no, Jen wasn't delaying the process. She was literally doing what the judge told her to do. And anyone who reported otherwise should be shawshamed of themselves. Yeah. It was... Oh, God. Ron Richards is an idiot. <laughs> um, So, I was expecting Heather Gay to show up. I was, too. I At least. Mm-hmm. No other housewives were there. Mm-mm. Andy and a camera, not there. Um, Andy and a camera. I needed Andy and a camera. Yeah, it was. I mean, the courtroom was full. The courtroom was full. So I heard, and you know, I wasn't about to get out of my precious seat and no. go check it out. But I heard there was a whole other courtroom that they had, like streaming the process. That's crazy. Yeah, and that that was filled with people. Probably. Yeah. Pro. But I did count. There's 22 friends and family members there. So for everyone going, how dare she celebrate? It wasn't like it was a party. Right. Everyone flew in for that. And you get dinner. You get dinner. If you go to your friends or family's, like, sentencing hearing and you, like, fly away for it and, like, it's uncomfortable and awkward and also you're then on TV, like, you deserve a meal. You don't know which one of those family members are going to be passed away by the time she gets out. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy that we're even sitting here justifying that these people ate dinner. Like, That's crazy. I mean, we didn't even go to some, we went to some nice places while we've been here. Yeah. And just for us, it's like, good God. Right. I mean, the dinner we had last night was like 350 bucks. Yeah. For three, I mean, granted, it was also a drag show. Right. Like a dinner right. and a show. And I'm sure these, like, I'm sure the restaurant that the, that they went to was like upscale. I mean, it's yeah. New York. Well, look at, we went to Oscar Wilde. Yeah. And then when we went to Jasper's. Yeah. And... Um, where Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. I mean, that was expensive. Things happen. Yeah, and dinners are more expensive than lunch. So that yeah, that, get I'm off not, my jock with that. I'm not defending her, but also let a bitch eat. I'm gonna. De- <laughs> I will be defending Jen Shaw on this dinner. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm Team Jen on this one. Sorry. Let her have a nice family dinner and think about the sons. And you know what? And then I hope she woke up and she ate fucking breakfast too. Like. It is what it is. She got sentenced. But yeah. So, um, they were in the back room for, yeah, almost a long time. It wasn't until I'm like, God, what time is it? I look behind me and, oh, there's a clock. Oh, all of a sudden. <laughs> the oh. first clock in the whole city. Um, let's see. There was a huge binder that was then set on the judge's mm-hmm. bench. What What's in the binders? So, that binder was all the things that Jen wanted that judge to consider for her sentencing. It was a massive binder. So, that's like her her proof of character. But that was from just her defense. And then the prosecutors had one and not as full. That binder is 
this is why, like, yeah. this is who she's victimized and this is why she's bad. But, Which that's interesting, though, too, that that binder was less full because remember when the prosecutor got up and he said, this case, it would have taken us over a month just to put on the government's evidence. Yeah. But then their binder wasn't very big. But maybe they just Well, I didn't... guess they didn't need it all because yeah. she pled guilty. But um, at 1030, the judge came in, um, introduced the prosecuting team first, and then introduced Jen Shaw's team. Um, and then he did explain they had been meeting for some unsealed documents, mm-hmm. um, some materials redacted, but the discussion was sealed, but resulted public per judge. Mm-hmm. At 1035, he read what he was considering for the sentence. Um, and I didn't understand any of this. So there's guidelines that uh-huh. they go off of just from previous cases or so it's the like, charges. It's like each each crime has its own punishment and there's like this chart that you can use Mm -hmm. that calculates what the appropriate punishment is for this particular defendant based on their criminal history, like how many criminal points they have. Like if they've had a criminal past, like then their sentence goes longer, like from the start Mm -hmm. of it. But basically the point of guideline sentencing is like the law wants to put forward something that's like, If you do this crime, you can make sure, like, you'll know that you're going to go to jail for, like, anywhere in between X and Y, like, five years and 35 years, so that there's no surprises, like, and so that you don't, like, steal a pack of gum, and next thing you know, you're, like, being executed for it, you know? Because what if you have a crazy judge? Yeah. So the guideline sentencing is, like, a way to apply the appropriate sentence for every person who commits that crime. I, as soon as he started saying that, and he said, I'm not going to do the, you know, the max, like, mm-hmm. he made it clear he was not going to sentence her right to 135 30, months, which, hmm. so then I have my note, the government has a smaller black binder, um, and then I have in here, the prosecutors reminded judge of letter from January 4th, CF651, so that must have been the stalking. individual one. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. And truthfully, I think that that individual number one letter didn't impact the judge's sentence at all. No. And I think that that letter more so was filed by the government as a way to invoke emotion in the public. That's my feeling. Yeah. I have no idea. I, you know, I did read, I think Bravo and Cocktails had something that this judge had a history of being lenient, lenient, mm-hmm. which I wanted her to have like Judge Judy-esque. I mean, but that judge ended up being, I think it was even more brutal that he was like mean to her on the record. Oh. Then it would have been to be like, you have 10 years and not say anything mean to her on he the record. He was. Yeah. Mm. But, um, so the. I have in here, Jen's team has no further objections to the pre-sentence report. Mm-hmm. And then at 1040, there is a presentation of the parties. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when the judge states not to intend to sentence to over 135 months. Um, okay. And this is where my eye roll, and I was sitting next to Matt, and like, we could just feel our eye rolls. Mm-hmm. The judge feels how she is on a show is a character role playing, feels it is scripted, and she was playing a role. Jen Shaw was not acting. No. Jen Shaw was not acting. And then he's, like, saying that, like, 
I wrote this part down. Character on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is just a show with role-playing and acting, heavily scripted operation. Her character on TV won't be taken into consideration because this has nothing to do with reality. Which is shocking to me. because I was ev- hurt by it. I was very hurt. Like, you're going to sit here, Judge? Like, I didn't do anything wrong. Why are you telling me everything I'm watching is fake? <laughs> I'm not the one on trial here. Like, is it produced? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But that $80,000 party she threw for Meredith. She threw that. She threw it. Her clothes, her everything, what she said, you would, you're really going to, it's going to take a lot for anybody to convince me that any one of these ladies is such a good actress that they could literally pull this craziness off. Like, if that's true, if this is all scripted. And Jen Shaw threw Angie's shoes into the ocean, like, and had that breakout, like, off a script. That is some impeccable acting. Like, why is she not doing a career for that? Exactly. Like, forget telefraud. Like, go film a movie. Like, Jennifer Lawrence who? I, no, truly, Jennifer Lawrence who? She hasn't been around in forever. (laughs) Jennifer Lawrence where? (laughs) But you could feel... Like, all the Bravo fans' hearts, like, mm-hmm. being crushed when he said that. It was like, I was like, I object. How dare you? I know. Beast. Beast. <laughs> you beast. You beast. But, so at 10.43, um, Shaw's lawyer went to the podium. hmm The judge ate her ass. The judge? Oh, my God. I wanted wonderful. to, like, go up behind her and just, like, rub her back and be like, you're doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why the guy didn't get up there. I mean, the girl, the girl lawyer. She had it together. Though. She did. Mm-hmm. But man, he interrupted her so much. This is what I wonder because she didn't seem ready to be interrupted. No. Which I find interesting because all the trials that I've been to, the judge interrupted every single time. So I feel like you should kind of expect it. It was weird to me. Okay, when she first got up there, she introduced everybody. Everybody. And this is what I don't know. I don't know if it was reported that they did this because, good Lord, I lived it. I don't need to read. Right. I know. (laughs) The reports. But, I mean, she and, like, everyone raised their hand. And identified themselves. And the judge said, hello, welcome to, like, every single one. And he... God, he was so impressed by the sons. He was really impressed. Yeah. He just, I mean, her attorney team, her defense team, genius mm-hmm. having all that family there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, I think that's the reason it got sentenced less because it was. She needed that. It was a smart move. Um, but then it was weird to me. Did you think for a minute, like, if you didn't know it was her defense lawyer. That she was going to, like, flip over on her and yes. be like, this woman is an insane person who stole from a lot of people. Yeah. I said, innocent people who lost money, very empathetic to what the victims lost, like, all this stuff. But then yeah. she goes, but those victims never spoke to Jen. Exactly. And I was like, whoa. Like. So because there wasn't drug uh, communication. Yeah. Like, then fuck you. Well, yeah. Like, she starts with stating, we're here for the victims. I'm like. Yeah. Uh, oh, like it was, it was shock, baffling. shocking. Yeah. <laughs> shocking. And then, 
Yeah. She tried to argue the victims never spoke to Jen, and Judge interrupted, stating she was too high up in the scam. And you know what? The thing that makes this one, because she goes, the victims never spoke to her, and the judge literally said to the attorney, that actually cuts against her. Yeah. Like, you, what you think you're doing isn't what you're doing here. Yeah. It was... Guys, the tension in the room when the judge was like... Like, I literally... My jaw was like, oh. I... If I would have had a wiener, it, I would have had a hard on. Oh, yeah. Wow. I was so turned on by that oh judge. I was like, yeah. But, listen, that's just something about me. I'm, I'm drawn to power. <laughs> oh, God. But, so, I have in quotes, she was too important. She was a leader in this conspiracy. And then her lawyer agreed. Yeah. Like... And then talks about Jen's working class upbringing. And apparently Jen has been praying for the victims and can never forgive herself. And so she gets on her knees and says their names every single night. I doubt it. And the judge asked about if she's still selling the free Jen merchandise. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I think there was a laughter. Like, I think someone did chuckle. Well, because it was shocking. Like, I wasn't ready for it. And I kind of forgot about it. Yeah. And then when he's just like, because she was saying, like, um, she reads the name of the people. She prays for them. Um, she has, she deals with the whip of her own remorse, which I really liked that, was that a good sentence. One. That's a good sentence. Mm-hmm. But then to go with, right from the whip of her own remorse to be like, oh, excuse me. But is she still selling shirts? Like, the free gin merchandise? Yeah. And someone... Someone I heard go, like, it was a... it Because it was so... It was not... It was a random time to it say was, that. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you could almost just, like... You almost just felt so embarrassed for her attorney at this point. I know. But her attorney took it like a champ. And, and a her attorney outfit. was like, yes. Great she outfit. actually is no longer selling that. And she's going to turn all the money over to mm-hmm. the victims. And yeah. the judge was like, but she didn't turn it over to the victims yet, right? Yeah. And, and they go, no, the government hasn't gotten the money yet. Yeah. Which, hmm. okay. Um, and, like, I was looking at Jen during this, and she had, she was motionless. Oh, yeah. I had a great view of Coach Shaw, which <laughs> I ain't mad about. Yeah. But Jen just looked straight ahead. Yeah. She didn't turn to her lawyer. She didn't do anything. She sat stoic. Yeah. She kind of had to and her younger son at one point i was watching him as well he had his arm around one of his grandmas Mm. like he just you could tell he was like holding her hand and just comforting yeah um and then they talked about tier a and tier two yes what's that so i don't know if you remember like in the very beginning of this thing the government released that structure where they're Uh like oh and jen's at the top like she's like the top of the tier a well, Jen's attorney was trying to be like, well, actually, we think she's tier two. Like, she's the one underneath that. Like, there's no way. Because remember, the government made a whole new tier. Like, oh, there was yeah. tier one, yeah, two, three, yeah. four, five, six, seven, A. And, like, A was the tier they put Jen in. Like, you're the the top of the market. The cream here. of the crop. Yeah. So, that was what that was about. Like, the government mm. was trying to say, or the defense attorney was trying to say, oh, She's probably tier two. Like, she's really not as high up. Yeah. Didn't buy it for a second. But then her lawyer did say she, Jen did deserve significant time. Yes. So then it's like. You uh, have to fall on your sword, though. Like, you can't just get up there and be like, she deserves nothing. Like, yeah. she's so good. She'll give her probation. 
Like, you have to fall on your sword. But I love that she goes, the reason that Jen did this is complicated. I know. What? And it's like, okay, what's so complicated? And then arguing she had a void and self-esteem, mm-hmm. and she filled them with trinkets. With trinkets. And then she goes, heading towards a life of glamour, luxury, running away from feeling less than. She defrauded herself into thinking she looked like a million bucks. She convinced herself she was doing no harm. She told herself lies. I was, oh my God, I was so, <laughs> just, I just wanted to go bullshit. Bullshit. Like, and when they said trinkets, I'm like... The trinkets. The trinkets. Like, these are not little, like... <laughs> like, I just imagine, like, going into a thimble store. Like, I know. Oh, look like, at these little trinkets. Oh, my God. Trinkets everywhere. There's but the act- judge was, like, not here for the trinkets. There's actually a store back home in Arkansas that's called Trinkets. That's It's cute. a clothing store. That's a I'm never going to be able to look at it again. <laughs> I know, without thinking of Jen wanting everything inside. But... Yeah, and her TV show to hide her empty reality. Fake it till she make it. Yeah. No. 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 The judge said, well, this crime took place before the show. Yeah. So. 2012. Yeah. So how do you explain that? Like, Like, you're just being a criminal and then you're going to blame it on the future? Yeah. Yeah, the, um, her lawyer argued that she was her original fraud. Yeah. She lied to herself for years. Um, judge brings up the acting job again. And then they go, the lawyer says, the path to truth is long and twisted. No, it's not. Yeah. Like, yeah, I stole money because I got caught up in it. And I thought I was invincible. And it's like, the path to truth isn't long and twisted. The inside of people is long and twisted. Yeah. And Jen's fucked up in the head. Yeah. Oh, but... Mm. And then, okay, I can't remember this part, but an echo chamber of own denial. Wait, I literally wrote lost in an echo chamber of, and then I didn't finish it. Own denial. Own denial. Okay. An echo chamber of, so. This woman has some good lines, like the whip of her own whatever, remorse, remorse, the echo chamber of denial. This is, I mean, it was very Shakespearean. Yeah. And then. Um, so then what changed her mind is she saw five government witness statements in July and saw the truth. Apparently. And she was like, whoa, I did do a crime. Yeah. And apparently she could no longer lie to herself. Uh-huh. Um, she found the truth. But what kills me is you can no longer lie to yourself because you realized, oh, I've been, I've been caught. Yeah. Like, and then the lawyer goes on to says, this started almost 25 years ago on an Hawaiian island. And elders wanted her success. She got lost. And the elders that she, like, conned helped her find the truth again. So, basically, her elders wanted success for her. She got success by stealing from elders. She took everything from them and she found the truth. Yeah. Guys, she was not going to stop. And I'm sorry, you don't get to, like, find yourself by stealing millions from others. That's just, like, not the way to do it. Well... And the judge interrupted her, like the lawyer, after she said, like, the elders helped her find the truth. Okay. Do we need to pause? Yeah. Let's pause. So then, um, it said in submission in court, never mentioned names. 
Oh, because the victims, there's like laws that forbid the victims' names from being published. Mm -hmm. So we'll never know their names. That's why it's like individual one and those things. Yeah, except the ones that did it on the Hulu documentary. Right. But this is where I was like, oh, this judge is pissed. Yeah. The lawyer stated submission was a response for her role, not remorse. Mm. I mean, I was like, that's when I started to think, oh, she's going to get it. Yeah. She is. mm -hmm. The judge really wanted to know if she was remorseful or not. Yeah. And then the lawyer started again and (laughs) then was quickly interrupted again. Quickly interrupted. (laughs) Um. The judge brought up her active role in hiding it and to not take responsibilities. So apparently she did so much to get away from it. Like she saw other people getting arrested and then she moved money to offshore accounts, started Mm -hmm. paying with cash. Like, oh, it was. Started putting everything on everybody else's credit cards. Yeah. She tried to hide from government after FTC shut down the trade floor or the law enforcement shut down the trade floor. And. There's an email that came up that says, email where she expresses astonishment and surprise at indictment of others, but kept going and hiding. Yeah. So she knew others were getting in trouble. Yeah. And she just, she was shocked, but she didn't stop. Um, and then the lawyer said in 2012, she wasn't a leader, but worked her way up because she's a hard worker. Yeah. It was like all about how she was such a hard worker. Like she started from the bottom. Now she's here. And it's like, as a con woman, though, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I don't think that's landing. And then, um, <laughs> remember when the lawyer argued that she was only looking at the good things her yes. company was doing? Yes. And then the judge goes, what good things were telemarketers <laughs> doing when they called old as fuck people is what I wrote down. Yeah. And like, it was so confusing. And it, this is when her lawyer started to stumble. Yeah. Like, she really started to struggle here. Um, And then I have written down, brought up asking these elders about assets. Like, what good is, what good are you doing when you're asking these elderly people, what are your assets? Right. And the lawyer could not explain the reason. No. She had no explanation. She had nothing. And, um, but then the lawyer did say, apparently... It was originally a one-on-one coaching when she started. Mm -hmm. That was the good. She was coaching people how to advance their savings, like increase their savings. But the judge also said, except for not one person that was victimized, not one person ever made any like positive money. No one made money. Not even from the coaching thing. Well... The judge goes on to tell the lawyer that she will have a very hard job explaining how this scheme had good to it. Exactly. I mean, the judge was still not buying it. He was like, listen, if you want, if you have a tough job, if you think that you're going to convince me otherwise. The smile on my face. I know. I like, I wasn't like full on like Mm -hmm. smiling, but it's like, I am loving this. I am loving this. I know. It's so fun. I was just like. If we could have all been holding hands, we would have, but we were just... Writing so seriously. Oh, my God. Like, at one point, I was just shaking my hand out. Yeah. And it looked like... Because of where my hand was, I wanted to make sure it wasn't over Matt's lap, because that would have been (laughs) awkward. Um, So, the lawyer did say this. 
basically explaining where there is a new way to make money, corruption is not far behind. Mm -hmm. So try to explain, I guess try to say it like originally this was a great way to make money Mm -hmm. and then like in any job corruption happens. I kind of agree with that a little bit because you're always going to have people that screw the system. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. Always. Um, The plea to conspire 2012 to 2021. I don't know why I have that. A plea to conspire. So I guess this is Um, how long she was doing it. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, Lawyer keeps going back before 2012. Yeah, because that's the only time that's, like, got anything good for her. So, um, arguing Jen Shaw didn't speak to any victims, just sent computer files. Right, and only saw them as computer files. Yeah. Like, she's like, to Jen, they were just, like, little files in the computer. And it's like, okay. That's yeah. worse, lady. That is so much worse. It's like, do you hate your client? And then convinced herself she didn't do the wrongdoing because she was only sending computer files. Right. Ugh. Only confessed because of the overwhelming amount of evidence. That's that's what the judge said. The judge yeah. said, listen, I guarantee you that the government's going to get up here and say that the only reason she changed her plea is because they have a ton of evidence against mm-hmm. her. And that's the only reason. Yep. Hearing witness statements is what did it. Mm-hmm. I think she saw the evidence because, oh, when the prosecutor got up and told, mm, um, then her lawyer goes, remorse can be genuine even if it shows up late. But then the judge, I mean, the judge asked again, is she remorseful? Mm-hmm. Like, there is still so much doubt. I did like that line, though. Remorse can be genuine even if it shows up late. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I do agree. Then they said that she will celebrate her 50th in custody. And then I saw someone on Instagram go, she lying about her age. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's like, that was like a weird thing because did then the judge goes, well, how old is she? And she's like 49. And it's like, okay, yeah, she's going to spend a little more than just one birthday yeah. there. Like, let's not act like, okay, so her team took the stand at 1043. They were up there for 30 minutes, over mm-hmm. 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so her lawyer goes on to say, Jen will once again make her elders proud. The judge doesn't buy the remorse plea. Mm-mm. He is not buying it. And my God, if anyone watches what we do in the shadows, mm-hmm. there is um, Colin Robinson, who's an energy vampire. And like, he basically, <laughs> there's one episode where everyone's arguing and like nothing's gone their way. And he is just like, like, almost having an out-of-body out experience. He is just so giddy. He's like, <gasps> <laughs> That's how I was feeling when I'm like, oh, my God, this judge is – I was Lang-la. loving it. Um, I have in here the highest sentence, 87 months. So I guess he already decided he was going to do mm-hmm. – I mean, he knew what he was going to do. Um, but, oh, the highest sentence was for the – co-conspirators yeah the other people Mm -hmm. so so far at this time the highest sentence was 87 months and the judge goes on to say even with all these other sentencings happening jen shaw kept it up Mm -hmm. she kept going and the lawyer claimed denial and then she brings up the press Mm -hmm. how because the judge was asking how do you know how do we know she's not going to do this again? Blah, blah, blah. And the lawyer goes, the press making a job of letting the world know and claims because of Jen Shaw's fame, 
it will give a big warning to other people. Yeah. So she doesn't need a long sentence because her fame will... Right. Uh, it was weird yeah. also because the way that, like, Priya was saying it, it was like she was saying, you know, the the paparazzi will keep her accountable. And it's like, yes. no, it's not really our job to keep this woman from stealing from people. Like, uh, no. Like, can you not? I <laughs> Did anyone read this before you started speaking on it? Like, it was... Mm-mm. And then her lawyer was saying that Jen Shaw was having feelings of terror, shame, and remorse. Mm-hmm. So then at 11.17, the government takes the stand. And, oh, my God. Again, I'm attracted to power. Yeah. He was short. Like, his went quickly, though. I mean, he, but he didn't need to go on and on and on. He was right. not interrupted. I think he was interrupted once. Once, Yeah. Um, but the government starts and says Shaw, just selling lists, argues, ran on floor. Like, she ran the floor. She hired people. She trained people. She was not just selling lists. Right. She... And she picked and, cho- picked and chose mm-hmm. who got these lists. Mm-hmm. And, and the government said that they Jen would make sure that these people had already been scammed before because they had a higher chance of being successfully scammed again. Awful. And the, you know, the prosecutor said she was in New York half the year teaching people. She uh-huh. wasn't just sending files. Yeah. She was teaching everyone. And she did like trainings on this yeah. exhibits. Like yeah. she did a full thing of this is how you do yeah. it. She taught salespeople like how to fight refunds. Right. And chargebacks. Like, no. It's Once so they got you, they weren't getting out. And so he agreed at 2012, was at bottom, worked way up. And then he said, Jen Shaw worked hard to make as to make as much money as she could for herself. And she had the most power in the scheme. Multiple people were arrested who were small potatoes, didn't know each other, but brought up Jen Shaw's name. Yeah. Like when that was said, it's like. That's when my mind changed. And I was like, oh, this is going to be 10 years. Yeah, me too. Me too. And they had text messages showing her laughing at victims, including an 80-year-old crying, Mm -hmm. asking, did you get her to stop crying? Yeah. And one of, did you make her fall in love with you? Mm Mm-hmm. And um, the government argued she always knew she was doing wrong, but she doubled down. Yeah. People were getting arrested. She kept going. She opened overseas accounts. She paid with cash. She did everything. And the government said they had never seen such an effort to see someone avoid getting in trouble. Yeah, exactly. Because it was like, she covered it up in so many crazy ways. It was like, she's inventive. That's how you know she's a yeah. con woman. The government said they've seen nothing like it. Yeah. For the way for her to evade the law. Right. And um, there is not one communication from Jen Shaw of her expressing remorse. Right. At all. At all. At all. And the prosecutor was stated that the government evidence would have been devastating Mm -hmm. it i wish this would have gone to trial i'm kind of glad it didn't just because it sounds fun but it also sounds like the first week and a half would be like the most lame thing ever like how do you call someone where'd you get these lists you know yeah like it wouldn't be juicy like johnny depp (laughs) but they said the trial would have lasted a month at least oh at least at least just for their side they had hundreds of exhibit, and then I put thirty five hundred from phone alone. Um, that's how many pages they got out of her phone alone. 
Jeez, I can't yeah. even imagine. I mean, that is incredible. Yeah. And then it said Shaw was texting co-conspirators about proceedings from last five years. Yeah. So she knew what was going she on. She knew what was going on. And she knew what she was doing. A mistake is not day in, day out for 10 years. When the government said that, so this wasn't a mistake. She right. did it every day for 10 years. A mistake. I wish I had that piece of paper. I lost that one piece of note. But they said something along the lines of like, um, a mistake is something that you like do quickly. And you learn from it. And you learn from it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, oops, I, maybe you steal from a store. Okay. That could yeah. be considered a mistake. Yeah. But habitually stealing hundreds of people's money hundreds of times for mm-hmm. years isn't a mistake. That's... And to find the victims. Yeah. It wasn't just any randoms. She went, she hunted. She hunted for them. Um, it said she was defrauding knowingly. Mm-hmm. And again, I looked at Jen Shaw, did not move. No. At all. Um. And then it said, no defendant in this case avoided FTC by telling people to lie. Yeah. She took steps to evade. Um, and the government goes, she is not easily deterred. No. And judge said it's over for her being, he, he referred to her as Shamazing. Shamazing. That's, oh my God. That's when. That made up for when he said that it was all fake. Yeah. I was like, okay, you're back on my good side. Yeah. He, maybe that's where people laughed. Maybe. I think that's where yeah. it was. Because the judge said it's over for her being Shamazing. Yeah. And I, <laughs> people did laugh at that one. That's like a crazy thing for a judge to put on the record. Like. That's kind of fun. I love that. And then there's text of her mocking victims. And the government's like, she is the worst of all of them. Mm-hmm. And she had tentacles and cell floors across the country Training on how to better defraud people. She even had her own. Yeah. No other defendants live life of luxury. So I guess a lot of the other co-conspirators were like drug addicts. And I think that's reflected in their sentences. Like they're drug addicts with a past, a criminal history. And Jen is clearly having some medical issue that she doesn't want because there's so many sealed documents. Like I'm assuming it's medical records because like. A judge would pretty much let anything out in the public. Yeah, but medical's HIPAA. Yeah, but medical, they would. I mean, there's no point to that. No. To letting us know. But she did, the government argued that she didn't need the money due to Coach's career. Right. That she didn't even have to work if she yeah. didn't want to because Coach made enough money to support a family. Mm-hmm. And they said the post-direct conduct government wanted to be considered. You know, she's out there denying Partying. everything. The government wanted 120 months. Mm-hmm. And they stated she should not receive less due to conduct. Mm-hmm. Um, acts of concealment, obstructions, co-defendant to lie in disposition. I mean, so she was telling people what to say. Yeah, she was telling I mean, people what to say. This is why I'm like, holy crap, she's getting 10. Oh, yeah. We all thought in our row she's getting double digits. I thought as soon as this happened, I was like, yeah, absolutely, double digits. Yeah. The government clearly has so much information about Jen Shaw and her involvement in this case. And I found every single argument that they had so compelling. And the amount of evidence that they claim that they have is just astronomical. And it'll be interesting. Next week, um, we are going to sit down again, Leah and I, and discuss 
what Jen had to say for herself when she stood up to address the court. It was really crazy. And Leah has very detailed notes on what was going on. What did people's faces look like? Who was around, etc., and so forth. And so make sure that you tune in next week to hear the rest of the hearing. It obviously has to just be broken down into so many parts because there's just absolutely endless things to talk about. Um, please go follow Leah at Classic Sky Tops on Instagram. Um, check out our podcast together called Can We Talk About? And make sure you're following Allegedly Bravo on Instagram and Twitter. And go ahead and leave a five-star review about, I don't know, just like how much you learned and how fun this was. Okay, see you next week. Bye. Allegedly Bravo podcast is hosted, produced, and researched by Lauren Peavy House. Allegedly Bravo is available anywhere you listen to podcasts and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without consent. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps me out. This podcast is made available by the lawyer or legal expert for educational purposes only, as well as to give you general information and a general understanding of the law, not to provide specific legal advice. By listening to this podcast, you understand that there's no attorney-client relationship between you and the podcast publisher. Allegedly Bravo podcast should not be used as a substitute for competent legal advice from a licensed professional attorney in your state. Got it?